Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know, something similar about life and Formula 1 is they don't stop for anyone. Uh, life evolves and so does Formula 1. Good people come, good people go. Memories always remain. Legends are always there. Encrypted in gold. And one more memory. The golden legend of Jack Brabham stays with us. The legacy lives. The man departs. Uh, a very, very brilliant, efficient team personnel, owner and racer. One who raced Bruce McLaren back in the past and today, uh, probably a few pictures flashing on Twitter as you might might be seeing. And our hearts go out to his family and, and all his close relatives and friends. And Kunal, uh, I, I don't have any clear memory of him racing but I've, I've heard some great things about the guy. Yeah, I mean, he raced much before you and I actually started watching Formula 1 or probably we were even born. Mm-hmm. But three times world champion, known for the fan car which actually debuted, won a race and then got banned because it was really quick. Over and above that, one of those facts we should remember is one of the only drivers who won a car that he designed. So I read a tweet on uh, Twitter today which said that, can you imagine Michael Schumacher and Ross Braun as one person? And mm-hmm. that would be Jack Brabham. So I guess that's the best summary we could offer to our listeners. So that's great. You know, summarizing Formula 1, summarizing the pre-Monaco analysis of the Grand Prix that's coming up, the jewel in, in the crown of Formula 1 and FIA, Monaco special circuit. Could it be another race for Hamilton? Can anybody stop him is, is, is the question we had last time. All said and done, he's at the, at the top of his game. He's really, you know, uh, racing well. He's analyzing well. He's getting the best out of the Mercedes. Probably a little bit more than Rosberg is. But the mind games he's playing, you know, the post-race talk has been the talk. I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad. A button doesn't like it. <laughs> Hamilton is a superior talent and he's actually got the car to show it this time. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as being stopped and you know by anyone unless it's Rosberg. And let's face it, mind games are a part and parcel of every sport, Rishi. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, having said that, mind games, there's, there's going to be a mindset that Rosberg won in a Mercedes last year over here. Uh, you know, everybody's saying that Mercedes and Red Bull are going to be the closest over here and there's a power deficit problem that uh, Red Bull has and you know they've got some corrections and this is the race that they might just be able to edge against the Mercedes. I personally feel it's still not a chance but well you never know. This is possibly Red Bull's best bet yet in the season to stop the Mercedes juggernaut. Yes there's a power deficit but a circuit like Monaco somewhere allows you to work on that deficit. Okay I really believe that the cars across the field are going to be closer. Okay, I don't really care about where the Caterhams and Marussia land up, to be honest. But mm-hmm. the, the, the front of the field is going to be tighter, Rishi. What's going to be tighter is Ricciardo is tightly bound by a Red Bull contract now, which is going to be extended and, and Red Bull looks really, really happy with him. And they couldn't have asked for anything better than this, you know. Even Mark Webber was able, wasn't able to do what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, five races into the new season and... Uh, it's been a verbal commitment that Christian Horner has already gone ahead and made. Mm-hmm. And it'll be wonderful to see him race in Red Bull again next year. And this somewhere should 
you know, also motivate Sebastian Vettel to do better. And trust me, I do believe he will do better in Monaco, given that those chassis issues are now solved and he had a brilliant race in Spain. Yes, brilliant race for him, brilliant race for Total Racing because they bought a new fuel and apparently it's given them more horsepower. And, you know, I was reading about the whole uh, fiasco around how fuels and compounds, they need to match the engine specification and how they can get you a lot of horsepower and you save on weight etc etc now what the point that has been made here is different fuel compounds react differently to engines and vice versa so if a mercedes engine is superior its advantage might be cut down by the kind of fuel they're using for example in mclaren's case in mobile mobile one yeah you know there's a lot of speculation that's there out there and i'd love to have an engineer's view or you know on this mobile one fuel is somewhere hampering mclaren's progress but having said that you know Total's fuel has evolved and the blend has actually helped them crawl some 12 horsepower. Mm. And Christian Horner believes that Total also needs to help them overcome 50% of the engine deficit. So that will help Red Bull actually compete with Mercedes. And I'm, I'm really excited with this whole technical talk that keeps happening. But mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up losing a few fans along the way. <laughs> but what the media thinks is Hamilton is the most marketable Formula 1 driver or sports personnel in Formula 1 right now. Because uh, but he's doing well. He's committed. He knows how to be a star. He knows how to talk to media. So And he's got two dogs. And him being the most marketable athlete on a grid where you have a Kimi Raikkonen, who in my view is most marketable. Just make sure you use his imagery, but don't get him to a press conference. Okay. <laughs> Similarly, there's Alonso and stuff. So it is going to add more. It is probably going to be a few more horsepower under his, uh, you know, under his seat uh, just because he's been rated the most marketable athlete of 2014. There's a lot of uh, HR games and... Uh, Headhunters that we say in Formula 1. Now there's a huge um, argument of whether Braun will be joining Ferrari or going back to Merck because Toto Wolff has come out saying that, oh, I'm going to have a chat with him again. We really miss him. He's really responsible for the car that's come out this year and, and we cannot function without him. So he's going to be back with us. There is a big possibility. I mean, you know, we've spoken about him going to Ferrari and mm. leading Ferrari up there. Mm. But let's not forget, I mean, he his heart is somewhere in Mercedes because mm. this is a team who you, he used to own. Mm. And uh, it would be great to have him back in Mercedes. Mm. I mean, and like Toto Wolff said, they miss his calmness, uh, you know, on a racing weekend. Mm. And uh, I'd love to see what he can do once he, you know, if he, if he decides to come back to Mercedes. I mean, imagine the kind of strengths that they would still have. Imagine the kind of strength the small team would have if, if Braun had to go to them. Because uh, a lot of small teams are like shouting that we need... Uh, uh, better facilities, we need cost-cutting to happen, we don't have the money, we need a level playing field. And Bernie's gone ahead and said, dude, you guys are not just not committed enough and you're not pushing in enough. And uh, I'm not sure if Bernie's on the right track yet, but he's Bernie, maybe he knows more than we do. I wouldn't know. In my view, uh, it's a little over-ambitious, the statement. To say that the smaller teams are less committed to the sport mm -hmm. would be a little unfair to them, mm -hmm. given the, the financial structure of you know how the revenue is distributed. My suggestion would be that if we were to end up giving them more money, mm -hmm. and if we were to end up uh, you know making the situation right in a way that they can also flourish mm -hmm. without those multi-million dollar budgets, mm -hmm. I have a feeling we could really have a game up there with probably more teams being competitive than not. Let's not forget, Bernie actually made his money in Formula 1 by just buying out the Jack Brabham team and uh, just putting a new engine in it and he actually today practically owns Formula 1. But talking about buying engines and putting engines in a car, Renault may not have many to finish this season because drivers like uh, the Lotus team, 
well, they've burnt out a lot of stuff that they have in reserve and with only five engines for the season, we're talking uh, deep waters. Yeah, it's going to be extremely interesting, you know, that there are five engines that are permitted per driver for mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. And Renault's already worried that a few of the drivers could exceed the allocation. Now, it's another thing to exceed the allocation. is one thing for the manufacturer to manufacture those engines as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this could well um, be trouble for Red Bull as well because, you know, at the end of the day, Red Bull is going to be up there for the world championship and you don't want them to be down on engines as compared to a Mercedes. So it'll just get more interesting on the technical side. Well, engines is going to be talked about. Speeds are going to be talked about. But one more thing that has to be talked about is how Formula 1 is influencing other sports. Rafael Nadal, the king of clay, the king of uh, lawn tennis right now, has now moved the Formula 1 way. If he already wasn't winning everything, he's going to get better because he's using telemetry attached via a chip to his racket to give him very close monitoring of how he's playing. Just imagine, Kunal, he's actually going to be monitored why telemetry? So maybe Rocky, like he speaks to Sebastian, going to come and tell Nadal, okay, you're having a little understeer in your backhand. <laughs> you just need to just go slow and use another gear. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, I mean, while that's a little far-fetched, it'll be fun if it happens. <laughs> but can you imagine that telemetry, which is actually so expensive, mm-hmm. is being used in a sport like tennis? Mm-hmm. I mean, we keep talking of how... There is so much of technical influence in Formula 1. Mm. But hey, guess what? This technical influence is now extending to a sport like tennis. And personally, an engineer like me is extremely happy. <laughs> Nadal Djokovic is faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be. Well, uh, what we do best is what we do best. We cover Formula 1. We know that the, the mind games and the technicalities of it. Launched is a bit later. But before that, Kunal, predictions for Monaco. I really have a feeling we'll see possibly one of the Red Bulls up there. I really want to put them up there because mm-hmm. their car is is superior when the engine deficit mm-hmm. doesn't come into play. Mm-hmm. Having said that, to even put money outside of a Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. is an extremely, extremely difficult task. Mm-hmm. Okay, but since this is a free bet, I would say probably one of the Red Bulls mm-hmm. followed by the Mercedeses mm-hmm. and maybe a Raikkonen beating an Alonso. Well, I would also agree to what Kural says and my prediction is pretty much around the same level. But probably Lotus will look better than it, ha- it has all year. Well, they won the assembly elections in India. I don't care how much better they can do. Modi ki car. Probably for Renault as well. Yeah, I mean, the Ache Din for me is the Monaco Grand Prix weekend. The best race on the calendar. One of my personal favorites. Yeah, Suzuka and Spa come there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, they don't have the women. <laughs> <laughs> not the boats. Woo-hoo! Not the principality. Kunal has been to the Monaco Grand Prix, so I'm just jealous. Yeah, whatever. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.